0: Hello. And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Hello,
1: 2023.
0: Yes. This is this is our first time back this year, is it not?
1: Yeah, this is the first episode of 2023.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you look are you are you excited? Are you excited for this podcast? Are you excited for the year? Are you excited to be married to me? What, what are you most excited about? <laughs> what are you least excited about?
1: Can, can we go back to 2022? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about driving, and uh, I appreciate you driving over here so I could read some notes. And you didn't almost hit a construction worker. He almost walked in front of you driving 60 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, like... You're on a, almost like a freeway and he's like, mm-hmm, like, like you don't run to pick up cones. And like when it's so green light and the speed limit is 50 miles an hour. Yeah. And just like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are you trying to commit suicide or are you just.
0: Well, I, he was like He a, stayed in his lane. I mean, yeah,
1: after like I slam him on the brakes just to make sure I don't hit him, that if he were to run in front of me, that I won't hit him. But anyway, anyway, Utah on. drivers needs
0: to... Utah um, drivers? Yes, Utah drivers. I've been one of those most of my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and, I'm a, and I'm a hell of a driver, so yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. People
1: need to learn to signal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, <laughs> One right. hell of a driver with three speeding tickets.
0: <laughs> easy, easy. One only on my record at this point.
1: I have none in my entire life.
0: Well, I'm I'm proud of you. And I do appreciate that. And I'm the
1: one keeping our
0: insurance, insurance low. low. Low, low, low. So what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we figured we'll start the year by I know there's a lot of um a lot of people who's concerned about the market, so we figured we'll start out this one with a little fear, well, trying to settle your fears mm-hmm. with our first quarter economic updates.
0: Yeah, we, we just kind of decided, you know, there's a lot of fun subjects we can talk about, and we would probably rather talk about, but, you know, yeah, I like think...
1: the Utah Jazz and the NBA trade deadlines that's coming up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you ever want to know uh, any NBA stats, just talk to Kathy.
1: Well, that should be our next.
0: But hey, the, ja- next the Jazz beat the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers took Mitchell, and that was the best win probably in Utah Jazz history. Well, maybe not Utah Jazz history, but it was a, it was a it was an amazing win.
1: And the bond between you know Mitchell Conley and Clarkson, it just like nothing that brotherly bond. You know they all hug each other. It it was it was cool. It was yeah.
0: D- but everyone's saying, well, we shouldn't have let go of Donovan Mitchell, but he didn't want to be here. People get he wanna- over it. Oh, he didn't want to be here. Yeah. So get over he,
1: it. He's an amazing player, but get over it. No. Yeah. We got Laurie M- Markkinen, that's who's amazing, yeah. and we got a rookie in Walker Kessler who. They say, oh, yeah, we need Gobert back. No, you don't. Walker Kessler is the next greatest Gobert.
0: Yeah, look at Gobert's team right now. I think they benched him for two games, didn't they? For a few games, yeah. yeah.
1: Or, anyway.
0: So. Back to the market. Back to the market. <laughs> and the economy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is interesting. In You're an economist. This is why, I, I, I mean, obviously, we're married, and I love you, and I love working with you. And, you know, And we're together a lot. But it. But my point is, you're you being an economist. I'm, I'm an investment advisor, and I and I just I think that really complements. I, I, I love how that your your specialty really complements what I do because you, you really do have to understand what's going on in the economy, especially if as an investor you want you want to you want to know what's going on and, and make so you can make good decisions, and so. You know, it gets to a point where fear gets so strong that people really start making emotional decisions, uh, even professionals. And so we really want to address that today because when people start making emotional decisions and they start, whatever kind of asset it is, I don't care if you're investing or if you're, if people start dumping good assets or assets that may be down in value because of their emotions, that's a great time for, for us to, to go to work and start buying. Yeah,
1: right? that's why behavioral finance is an interesting topic, interesting subject to study and look at. It's,
0: well, I, I really believe it all comes, not all, but but that is a huge part of it because it, it enables us to, to really help our clients get ahead of that. Mm-hmm you know obviously i don't want to dredge up 2022 we we, we know what
1: we the- we we don't look back at the past except for as like a data as now they're just a set of data we're not going to dwell over it yeah you know we sob with our last episode you know with the review of 2022 so you know we mourned that death and now we're new <laughs> we start fresh but
0: but we do have to look at the data Data. Da- I'm from <laughs> Utah, so we call it data, data, data. But we we want to know what the numbers say. We we have to we have to do we do have to understand history because it does it does it tend does. That's itself. why
1: they're just history. We're yeah. we're mourning 2022. It's now history, right? For sure. Yesterday's history. That's why today's the present and tomorrow's the future.
0: So obviously, the name of the game last year was inflation, inflation, inflation. Everyone's talking about inflation, and now we're talking about. Recession, recession, recession.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how that pivots really fast. It's pivoted
0: it, very, very quickly. Fa- yep. Why is that? What's going on?
1: What's going on?
0: hmm Well... Why is that pivoting so so quickly?
1: Because of behavior and the data. Yep. And people's fear. Yep. Is inflation, like, coming out of COVID, you know, we haven't seen really a meaningful inflation in 40 years mm-hmm. this is the first one There's just like there's been just like talk scared and it just never happened yep. this is like the first time in 40 years
0: yeah so for a lot of investors like this is the first time they've they've seen inflation like this right? yeah
1: and why it's because the government keeps dumping in you know stimulus money into it and then they're not going to get their loan it's just like free money yep and they're not getting that back. It's like, you know, they came came out with the PPP loans and that says that they're going to have to pay back and then I'll, and then a month or two later they said, "Nope, you're good."
0: Well, I I think we overreacted on COVID with dumping like you just said, dumping all that that fuel onto a, a fire that was already going. And and rightfully so. I you know, I I understand why they did it. But, I, but we overdid it.
1: Yeah, and then also the post-COVID labor market and the supply chain issues exacerbated the um, inflation.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's kind of a lot of things that came together that, that kind of created that problem. And so, you know, stocks had a, a horrible year. Uh, bonds had it. I mean, bonds haven't suffered like that. And I've been doing this 24 years. I, I have never seen bonds and that's suffer because, like
1: that. And that's because the feds have been tightening their monetary policy Increasing interest rates. Yep. They're they're late to the game, so they decided to do it more rapidly. And now, I think, um, you know, it's working too well. That tightening monetary policy mm-hmm. in the U.S. and globally is working too well. It's like okay, it slows down the. It, economy. It's
0: worked very quickly.
1: It worked, yeah, That's and true. too
0: well. Yep. And I I'm, I'm, I am holding some papers here cuz I I I'm going to share some data and I don't, you know, I, I don't I want to make sure I I give the right numbers here. I don't want someone calling me tomorrow and telling me I gave a, a wrong statistic. So I apologize for holding these papers, but you know, and that's the key. Like it's there's there's two things people get emotional about, right? It's their family and it's their money. And when you try and talk about or, you know, well, politics, religion, family, money. <laughs> Actually, politics, religion and money are really the the three the three biggies.
1: But usually two of those you don't really if you don't know that person really well, you don't talk about it.
0: Well, even money, a lot of people don't want to talk about money.
1: In your and, family you have to.
0: Well, and, and I think it's ver- I think it's critical in your family to talk about it. And I it's kind of funny because I'm so used to talking about it that I'm very open about it. Uh, especially, you know, with our, you know, just talking about money in general. And, and I can see people's eyes kind of widen a little bit. And I, I forget this is what I do for a living. So I'm just so used to talking about it. But but some people just don't want to talk about their money.
1: I know. And sometimes I have to tell you to zip it
0: up. <laughs> well, hey, if I don't know, or I can't help. under the table. If I the- don't know, I can't help. So I have to ask. And I love to ask because I love to help. Let's keep focus. Let's focus on the data, okay, and, and let's uh, let's look at where we're at. So let's briefly talk about inflation. Where are we? I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. That was two thousand twenty-two, two thousand twenty-three. We're moving, you know, we're moving into the discussion around around recession. But let, let's talk about where we are right now. So manufacturing,
1: all-time low, forty-year low
0: manufacturing an all-time low for, for 40 years it is working uh, we're seeing a lot of slowing uh, durable goods multi-decade low oh, yep. you know these durable goods these are these are the big expensive stuff that that we buy for our house people are just not buying them done gone stopped uh, number of consumer goods they're they're you know those are the, the goods being shipped in the u.s went straight up coming out of COVID and, and now they're going straight down. You yeah, know? they're
1: they're falling those numbers because we had that shortage during COVID because we can't get any and most of our um consumer goods are made in China. Yep. Right? Yep. So that's why, you know, those there was like a shortage and then all of a sudden like there's a spike and now it's dropping. So it just
0: well, the cost of getting something from China to the U.S. has dropped over ninety percent in the last. Yeah, because at four the height months.
1: at the height of COVID, it was up almost like five hundred percent. So that drop.
0: Yep. So the cost of getting goods here is it's just so it's it gone it's, yeah the corrections 90%. have kind of happened within
1: mm-hmm. of itself.
0: Yep. You know, and it's it's funny because. I remember us kind of talking about this inflation last year and we were saying, well, it's transitory. It's, it's, you know, it's going to come and it's going to go. And then everyone kind of started making fun of us a little bit for saying that, because it's, it's been stickier than we thought, but we're, we are now moving through that. So that transitory timeframe is a little, you know, it wasn't maybe as quick as we thought it was, but it's still transitory. It is, it is moving very quickly in in the opposite direction. Uh, Inventories.
1: Because of the shortage during COVID, now, like, inventory have exploded. Yep. There's overwhelming, like, inventory out there. But there is, except for the eggs. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll about, talk food. about food. We'll, but, we'll but, talk about food. But consumer America. goods, yeah. yeah consumer are, goods, yeah. And so that's going to have some price adjustments yep. because there's oversupply.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, Walmart on Christmas Eve, you know, usually you can't, if, if you're doing your your Christmas shopping three hours, you know, before the clo- <laughs> the store closes, like myself, and the shelves are still full, that that lets you know that, uh, you know, it's times have changed a little bit. When did you sneak to
1: you <laughs> snuck out to Walmart? Well, or? hey,
0: you know, I, I, a man's got to do what he's got to do.
1: Is that where my Pooh cool Bear came from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's where all you. Well, no, because you you purchased that online from Santa Claus. Along with several other presents that Santa Claus brought you this year. Anyway, okay. no one in my family knew that.
1: Well, now they do.
0: They, they pre-ordered from Santa Claus for, for, from you. But anyway, so inventories are up. Uh, shipping rates. Uh, we talked about that, shipping rates. So let's talk about. Uh, used cars. Used cars. Where are we at with used And used trucks, right? Trucks, well, cars, vehicles. Used car
1: prices are down, right?
0: Well, and the reason that's so important is used cars Literally, if you look at the consumer price index, which is the measure of inflation, so that, that shows you the cost of all goods, vehicles are essentially, the consumer price index, 15% of that number comes from used cars.
1: Yeah, and that used car numbers, like the prices have dropped, what,
0: 14%? 14.9% year over year. That's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, another big one, gas prices. I mean, who would have thought gas prices doubled this summer? Uh we were uh last summer. Or last yeah, last last summer. Uh you know, we were at the gas station. I mean what what kind of gas prices were you seeing? I four, five I mean $5.99 five
1: ninety nine a gallon.
0: In Utah. In oh some other states they u- they were no, even higher. Um
1: No, the highest I've seen in Utah was like four ninety nine a gallon. For an eighty-seven, yep, which is but um, the highest I've seen was seven ninety-nine a gallon in Arizona.
0: Wow, yeah. So now gas prices, believe it or not, are down almost three percent for two thousand twenty-two. That's crazy. That's how fast. So the Fed, the Federal Reserve, what they are doing, and that's not just the Federal Reserve; it's all the countries. Uh, banks all the, right? globe, all the, yeah, all the globe, global
1: central banks
0: yeah, of, all the central like. banks are doing the same thing so it's the fact that gas has come down like that is is incredible i mean we thought europe was going to freeze to death this year with the, yeah with, with natural gas
1: mm-hmm. and with you know the war between russia and ukraine because russia is the their biggest supplier
0: yeah so you know as an investor is that bullish is that is that bearish that's a bullish sign right if things are getting cheaper I have more money to spend, and that's that's a bullish sign, and and we just just to but think is it, midsummer we would be here is crazy.
1: But is it really cheaper because you have this jack up in price, and then it's coming down, but not down to it, the it, point. So you're still paying higher absolutely prices, correct? But it Thanks. just like it just it's correcting itself.
0: Yep, correct. Thanks for clearing that up. Lumber, uh, it's lumber is trading at prices. That it traded back in two thousand
1: four, two thousand four levels. Yep, <laughs> that's incredible. I know, and we remember um, because we have clients that are building at the time of COVID, and they're complaining that they're over their construction budget oh, yeah. because of their lumber, lumber. yep. two pricing. by fours, and so if you if they would have waited a couple months,
0: yeah, timing is yeah. everything, isn't it? It is, and it, and and it, and it's really you know it's not impossible to time all those things, but Patience is a virtue. Sometimes,
1: yeah, and I think that's why um, co- new construction are at an all time high too, like residentials and multi-family
0: homes. Well, with interest rates coming up, right, and we had a shortage. You know, I'm, we're here in Salt Lake. There was a huge shortage in in multi-family housing and single housing. So they went and started building all these homes, and then increased interest rates. And so now we have this huge supply. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a client that built a multi-million dollar home up on the mountain and retired and he's kind of trying to decide what he wants to do. Decided to put it on the market just to see what he could get. It's probably a, what is that house worth? Is it probably close to a, what, two and a half, three million dollar home? Yeah. I think you know who I'm talking about. Yep. So just no activity going on there.
1: Yeah, because of, um because mortgage applications are down 45% in the past year. Yep. Yep. So almost, you know, and because of a higher interest rates.
0: Yep. Well, that you still have cash buyers, but there's there's still so much supply that that now they have room to neg- those buyers have room to negotiate, yep. which they didn't a year ago. Yep. So it, it is it is making things more affordable even though the interest rates are higher. We're seeing people that have wanted to buy homes starting to have some negotiation power there, but with the higher interest rates it, it's kept it kept it pretty slow. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. The the key here, all of this is deflationary, not inflationary, right? So everything we just talked about. Well, but
1: yeah, it's slowly becoming deflationary. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's still you know, like and then food prices are should be Kinda
0: Before we go there, I just want to state that I don't, we don't see a real estate crash. Like I think people get nervous because, like '08, oh, you know, we, we, we had the this big real estate. That was a whole different situation. That
1: was yeah. Like you can't really compare 2020, like you know, post COVID to um, 2008. Yeah, because it's a different. It's different types of um, inflation or soon to be recession.
0: Yeah, it was a debt bubble back then. Yep, that was a debt bubble. Now, like it's a supply are, issue, it's mm-hmm. an interest rate issue. Yep. But so we do see a cooling. Obviously, we've seen a cooling in the housing market. We don't see a, a crash coming. Uh, is is our our opinion on that? But uh, now, now let's get to the food because the food is the stickiest. And when we talk to people and they go to the store and buy a dozen of eggs, or the lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a national egg shortage. Oh, is that really?
1: Yeah, I have to fight for my dozen eggs, mm. and I usually keep a three dozen egg supply in our house.
0: Oh, let's, let's get some chickens, throw them out on the deck. So, my kid, my kids had chickens growing up, and probably saved me some money, I guess. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize.
1: It's okay, I have Chick fil A sauce. So, when you're ready to.
0: We got eggs, cook. meat, everything we need, let's start raising chickens. Dog. That's, that's, that's a good side gig right there. Dog dog what when in
1: doubt if you really need to that's
0: oh my gosh babe you're horrible
1: there are some country. That, that comedian last night there's some um...
0: you remember that comedian last night you, you were halfway asleep and he talked about his dad <laughs> I don't remember. His, da- his dad his <laughs> dad his dad was sitting in his recliner and passed away his dad died two days oh. 2 years ago or 2 years 2 years ago his dad passed away he's he was telling the story and and the crowd was silent like no one said a word so t- 2 years after that he he got 2, or, days. Or two days after after the, his dad's death he put his dog on the chair and he got down and he looked at the dog in his eyes and he said I want you know your dad is no longer here and and the whole audience you know sighed <laughs> and He's like, what? A-? He's like, and, two day-
1: what-? and he said, two days later, the dog died. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Two days later, the dog died. And then the whole crowd just sighed. Yeah. And he said, What is the problem in America with our animals? We care more about you guys, just care more about my dog than my dad who died of cancer. I just thought that was- I didn't say it the way he said it, but it was funny because I mean, it's true. Like, we, we, we have this.
1: See, we can fend for ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's but, true. They're kind no. of these little innocent Yeah.
1: things. As innocent as our little Gracie
0: yeah. is. Yeah. So would you be more sad? so <laughs> I only I'm not going there. <laughs> would I be more sad if you die or yeah. if Gracie dies? If died? I die, Gracie dies sadness level. Uh, let's we'll just keep moving on here. But yeah, food, uh, you know, you go to the grocery store uh and it's, st- it's still shocking. So so really Food is the stickiest issue that we have right now with inflation it, it's it hasn't gone away uh, a great leading indicator though for food is is the cost of fertilizer mm-hmm. and yep. fertilizer prices are cratering right now yep and so that is a sign that that really farmers are kind of voting with our pocketbook so to speak we've already seen uh, we've already seen the effects in this in the global food index and we should start seeing that come through to the, the consumer price index, and, and we should start to see some, some stabilization on, on food.
1: So how does this affect the stock market?
0: Well, that's a good question. So where are we at with inflation right now?
1: It's the, um, the
0: new number just came out, was it yesterday or two days ago? I think it came out yesterday, the new number, 6.5%. But if you look since uh, over the last few, uh, since October, it's about 2% year over year. So, so again, things are adjusting and coming down.
1: Yeah. It's slowly coming down. It's been slowly coming down because we were at one point we were over 10% and now it's slowly coming down. So that's why it says inflation is slowing down and it's going to stabilize pretty soon. Yep. So that's why I'm not worried about inflation anymore. Yeah. I'm worried about recession.
0: Yep. Yep, and invest and, and investors and our clients want to know now. What do I do, right? Like, wh- how's this? Like you just said, how does it affect the markets, and how does it affect the economy, and wh- wh- where do we go from here?
1: First, you don't fire your advisor because of the market.
0: Yeah, market's down, and you get nervous, and it, it's really you know, like like we just said. It's it's you know when you look at professional investors who are 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 holding these huge levels of cash in their portfolios to me that's that's a that's a sign that it's it's time to start looking for for things to buy so when it comes to the market we're we're starting to look at, at deals we're trying to find those deals that's what, that's what we're doing it comes down to knowing what you're buying knowing what you own but you know those those assets are are are, are not on sale but they're they're nearing they're nearing that point
1: so how do you know when we're at that point?
0: Well, what what the market is saying is when you looking at the future so when you're investing and you you don't want to you don't want to drive looking in the rearview mirror, right? You want to you want to look forward and and in the market we call those futures. So there's a there's something called the futures market. You can go buy future contracts and there's a lot of different names that that people call them, but you're essentially looking into the future betting on where certain assets are going to be, even interest rates, uh, stock market prices, all kinds of things. And, and you can buy those future contracts. And what, what we're seeing is the fu- the future contracts are saying that these interest rates are going to probably spike because the fed isn't, is not done. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right? Close.
1: Very close.
0: Yeah. So that's why. I'm, so the futures market is saying probably mid spring, maybe, maybe summer, the Fed will be, will be done, you know, tightening. Now, here's an interesting question is if inflation is turning so quickly, why is the Fed continuing to raise interest rates? Why, why are they doing that? And, and my answer is because they don't want a repeat of what we were just talking about in the 1970s, right? Interest, when, when inflation started to get out of control and they, they raised interest rates and they started raising them, Inflation started to come down, and then they let go of the pedal.
1: But that's why we're um, our big, one of our worries is that will the Fed over tighten, and that's kind of where we're at. Well,
0: they are going to over tighten. Powell has said uh, we will over. Well, it is
1: that we're already over tightened. Like yeah. mortgage interest rates are at what over six percent.
0: Yeah, and they're going to, but but there's still several increases planned here in the future. Yeah, he. But so so why why would they over tighten? Well, because they don't want they they've learned their lesson in the seventies when the inflation got under control they started increasing. But that's
1: different issues. But anyway, well, it's
0: not a different issue.
1: It is like it's a different like scenario. It's a different like seventies
0: was. Well, I'm just saying they increased interest rates. Inflation came under control, so they they put their foot off the pedal, and then. Inflation started going right back up and it got, and then it became entrenched to where they couldn't control it. And then it just created a recession that lasted a decade. So they've learned their lesson. And so here, here, here's what my opinion is. They're over tightening because the labor market is still strong. People are still working now. They're, yes. We're hearing about some layoffs. you know, some of these big tech companies and things, but if you want a job right now, you can still go work. So, so that's, that's their kind of fallback to say, hey, we have some room. If we over tighten and things get scary, we can always bring them down.
1: Well, they're going to have to bring them down.
0: They, they may not have to. It depends they, on what They we will
1: s- have to because otherwise you're keeping mortgage interest rates at that high level. It's going to hurt the economy. Even It's going to hurt the housing market. It's going to hurt a lot of other sectors. So they're going to have to... To bring it down, and they have said that you know they will eventually bring it down.
0: Yeah, the feds. And, and so what? Yeah, what, and but how to,
1: soon yes. is the question?
0: And what the future market is telling us is mid spring, summer they'll probably peak, and then what? What? What the experts in the market is saying is that those will start to come back down, and I think you're exactly right. Towards the end of next year, we're going to see. It's probably I, I need some that cuts.
1: to come down because we're looking at properties, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I need those to come it's kind down. Kind of
0: personal for you, yeah. yeah. I agree. I see that coming back to the trend line next year, tor- towards the end of next year. So uh, the market believes they're, that uh, they're still looking at year-over-year numbers, uh, to which a large extent are encapsulating something that, ha- that happened six to nine months ago. So the Fed is still looking back six to nine months and the current data instead of the current data so so again i think to your point they've overdone it and and another reason is they they were behind the eight ball they they, they started doing this way too late they don't have an eight ball
1: if they have an eight <laughs> ball we won't be in this situation because yeah, you
0: could shake it and just ask and then you'd know what to do right remember those did you ever get one of those eight balls <laughs> is that what you're talking about no, remember the eight balls. That, you know, you could shake it and you could ask it any question; it'd, it'd tell you the answer. That's what that's what we use on a daily basis. I wake up and I, I shake have a my crystal ball. ball. Oh, you have a crystal ball. Mine's an eight ball. <laughs> so I think the Fed is uh, definitely looking at at six to nine months of previous data. But if you look at the current data, you know it, it is working. But they, again, Powell said, "I I am we we're aware of it." We know we're over tightening, and we're, get, we're we just we want to make sure we get this under control because we know that inflation is actually a lot more dangerous than a recession, and 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 the and the Fed knows that, the market knows that. So that is what is happening now. Risk assets, you know, stocks are are beginning to sniff out that this correction. So have we hit bottom? Mm, you know the, the market's trying to find the bottom it's it's trying to kind of it's it's trying to put some something constructive together on some on some consistency right so we're still in a bear market and the, you're going to see the, the market goes up and we'll have clients get all excited and then the market goes back down and they get nervous and it's you know and it's it's all this volatility but it's just the market trying to price in what the heck is going on here yeah just trying to correct itself it's just trying i to think correct in itself. my opinion yep
1: like it could go lower, but a lot of the damage has already been done. So do you think it's going to get a lot lower or it's kind of
0: just like I normal think volatility? I, I think it's just volatility right yeah. now. I think it's called bear market volatility. Up, down, up, down, up, down. But it's trying, to, it's trying to find that bottom.
1: Yeah, think of Winnie the Pooh doing his like little dance. Up, down, up, down. Get his tummy ready for honey.
0: I I missed that episode. Apparently,
1: it's the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh. It's like the first three minutes. Oh, of it.
0: Mm, I missed I don't. I, I miss that one. I'll have to. I'll have to. <laughs> I'll have to make sure I, I catch up. Yeah. Uh, I will say. I think our clients know the best time to buy assets is when everyone else hates them. You know, the best time to buy anything is when people are dumping them emotionally. Not because of data, not because of you know, negative data, but because of their emotions. And how many clients have we started now like calling saying, hey, should we move to cash? You know, should we do something different? We're starting to get some calls like that.
1: Yeah, but um, just keep in mind that when we talk about those stocks, we're, we're not talking about zombie stocks. Like, oh, for where sure. It's oh, like, for sure. You know, what you're dealing with is like high quality stocks.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll get one way. So one way to measure is, are, are we there yet? Are we, have we hit bottom? There, there's something called puts and calls. And, and sometimes they're called derivatives. Sometimes people call them options, but you essentially buy a put as insurance on your investment portfolio. And the amount of puts that people are buying right now is higher than it's been in a long, like a long, long time. So when you see that level of, and and that's a sign of panic, it's a sign of fear. And so that, and and so when you get retail investors afraid and then the pros start getting nervous and they're out spending extra money buying insurance on portfolios, to me, that's a sign, okay, now we can start looking for some deals. That's a time to start to buy. So I'm going to share a couple more points. If you look at history, Okay, and, and when there's a lot of cash in the market, that means people are afraid of investing, so they they pull it into cash. Okay, the largest cash levels ever in history was July July 2000, everyone moved to cash. The next 12 months, the market was up 76%. December of 08, everyone moved to cash. The next year, the market was up the next 12 months, the market was up 57%. June 2012, people got nervous. They moved to cash. The next 12 months, the market was up 78%. October 2016, same thing happened. April 2019, the next 12 months, up 11%. So October 2022, holding. there's more cash in banks, retail investors. People are holding more cash than ever before. And so getting out of the market right now, is probably not, you know, based on history, probably is not is not the best best option. Another stat that I, I went back and looked at. So you have four quarters in a year, two quarters in a row. So a drop, so if you have two quarters that are, are both down in the market in a row, okay? June 1962, you had two quarters that were down 23%. The next year, market was up 26%. June, 1970, you had two quarters that were down 21%. The next year, the market was up 37. September, I mean, on and on, right? 1974, you had two quarters that were down 32%. The next 12 months, the market was up 12. So it's interesting when you hit that mark and people say, I just can't handle it anymore and they move to cash, you're getting out exactly at the wrong time based on history. Now, do we know what the future holds? No. I mean Russia could throw a nuke and 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 all of a sudden China takes over Taiwan or tries to take over Taiwan that's my worry. I'm I'm not worried about a recession. I'm not worried about the stock market. There's things going on that are a lot bigger. Um, but but this is what we do for a living. This is what our clients are asking about. We don't we don't know what China is going to do. We don't know what put, how, how crazy Putin's going to get. Those are those are those are black swans. Those are things that we, we can't control. We don't know. We don't really know. We don't, we, you can't look at history on, on that kind of stuff when, when you have crazy people involved. But if you take those two quarter drops and you average them all out, the next 12 months, you're, you're up over about 30% over the next 12 months. So definitely you have to look at history. You don't, again, you don't want to drive with looking in the rearview view mirror, but you have to understand the data. And that gets rid of that emotion. It gets helps you deal with that fear. But if you don't have an advisor telling you that, right now, I would, if I if I didn't know what I know and I didn't do what I do for a living, I would probably be in cash because <laughs> I just don't. And I know? probably would have yeah. killed you. Well, and that's why I married you because you're smart. Like that, you know. I really, I, it's it's just you don't want to you don't want to be making decisions on emotion. So back to your point, know what you, the key is just knowing what you own, right? Find those good assets, know what, what they are. And then how do you know if it's a good asset? The number one way you can, if you go back over a hundred years and you look at all these companies, their stock price and their earnings. So the amount of revenue they're bringing in and their stock price are pretty much like lockstep. Not, they're not perfect, but they're pretty much lockstep. So now here's the thing. Earnings for 2023, okay? Are we gonna, we're gonna probably see some adjustments there. So I don't want people to get nervous and say, well, Cody said that if earnings are up, the stock price is gonna go up and I should go buy that company. No, not necessarily. So with all this money coming into the market through COVID, obviously earnings, these earnings just slingshotted up so we're going to have some adjustments on earnings. They're going to they're gonna adjust. So I, I just don't want people to get nervous and say, well, Cody said earnings are everything and earnings are coming down. They're going to adjust. But if you look at long-term revenue and earnings for that company, that's that's a place to start for those good assets. Now, you talked about zombie companies. These are companies that are relying on debt to, to survive. And as that debt gets more expensive, probably... <laughs> You know, if, if they're relying on that to keep their, the cost of that interest is outweighing their revenue, that's a zombie company. And so people, you know, we use that term. I just wanted to explain what, what that means. Those are, those are crappy companies. We don't, we don't want to stop. Yeah. We don't want to buy them. Oh, yeah. It's just there's nothing behind it, right? Crypto is a, 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 great, a great example there. So earn, earnings right now are still very impressive, which is not indicative of a recession. So here's the the other thing. If you turn the news on, the mainstream media is talking about debt, debt, debt. There's so much debt. There's three people that hold debt. Government, corporations, and people. That debt, 90% of it is with the government. Corporations don't have a lot of debt. Banks are holding more cash than they know what to do with. They're actually not even wanting to lend it out. In order to get a credit card, a mortgage, uh, your credit score has to be at least a 760, 770, somewhere around there. So all that subprime lending that was going on is gone. The Banks are not lending to anyone or, or everyone. It, you really have to be in a good position. So that's not a sign of a recession. So are we in a recession? Are we going to be in a recession? It's, it, it remains to be seen. But we're looking at all these signs saying, "Hmm, I, I think if, if we do hit a recession, it's like you said, a few months ago it's going to be it's going to be fairly quick and 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 fairly soft but again uh, that kind of depends on other things there's some wars and stuff that we just again we don't know uh, what's going to happen so uh the key is you know work work with your advisor make sure you understand what you own what you're buying uh, a, a great example is I, I, you know I'll just pick one company Nike you know it, Nike, Nike. If, if the economy, if we go into a recession, is Nike going to go out of business? Is Microsoft going to go out of business? I might have said uh, Twitter, but... Twitter could go out of <laughs> business. Could go out of business at this point. Yeah, anyway, $40 billion loss right up front on that. But anyway, so... Don't wrap
1: it in. I freaking still owns Twitter.
0: So right now, assets are still not ch- as cheap as we probably feel like they should be. Uh, you got, you know, small, small cap companies are getting cheaper. Mid-cap companies are getting cheaper. Uh, your large companies are moving that direction. But what we're really seeing is emerging markets. Getting outside the U.S., there's, there's some really good deals to be, to be found there. So anyway, we just want to make sure we're doing our homework. We want to make sure we know what we own, what we're buying, and uh, is it the right time to be buying? It, it depends.
1: All right. Let's take it home. So recap. What will we like, what we don't like, and what's our game plan? So what we like is that inflation data are softening. Earnings trend is pretty solid. Q2 is better than expected. Strong labor market. We have a full employment. Cash is everywhere. Household balance sheets are strong. Corporations are flush with cash. Bank balance sheets are rock solid. Valuations are back to long run average. Supply chain is normalizing and intense pessimism is contrarian positive. What we worry about is definitely the Fed's over tightening. Stubborn inflation inputs. Food, rent, wages. Self-fulfilling recessions. Earnings. How much more is it going to start softening or strengthening? How fast will housing prices drop with a 6% mortgage will there be um spike in default and will that cause like a worldwide spread China is what we worry about there are no covid policies what they're trying to do with taiwan and you know re- the real estate market could spread and there's russia is another warrior of ours. Would they do something desperate right now? Like they already took over Ukraine. Could they nuke him? You don't know. So what's our game plan? Well, rebalance your portfolio as needed, which is, you know, that's what we've been doing with them. You know, Cody's been working hard with the money managers um, on that. Avoid selling, avoid complacency sell anything you don't believe in. If you still have your GameStop, GameStop, do you still believe in them? You know, like, you know, I'm going to sell my Twitter because I don't believe in Twitter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Advisors will say
0: the market's down. Don't sell. Don't sell. Don't sell. But if it's garbage, if
1: it's garbage, (laughs) you got to sell it. Right. And importantly, we keep emphasizing this. Know what you own and why you own it.
0: Yeah.
1: Own high quality assets. Expect volatility. Don't abandon important asset classes based on recent performance. Consider the alternatives and then take advantage of the volatility.
0: Yep. Perfect. Well, cheers to 2023. And uh, like you said, don't, don't, uh, or like I said, don't, don't drive uh, looking backwards. Let's move forward and expect Reality is going to, you know, we're ups and downs and all arounds and we just keep moving forward and we're long-term investors and we want to build wealth over time. We're we're not here to get rich quick.
1: The bear is awakened. Yep. So it just feeded honey so it'd go back to sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. All
1: right. Till next time, have a fun 2023 and fasten your seatbelt.
0: Yeah, that's great. Good, good advice.
1: And keep your arms and legs in the car at all times to avoid any danger. Perfect. Peace
0: out. Peace out.
1: That's it for this week's episode of Love Life Money and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. This is Cody and Kathy wishing you a love, filled life full of prosperity have a good week peace out
0: peace out